0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Mighty Flail Podcast, where starting a tavern is like the champion fighter of a campaign start.
1: Uh, I thought it was uh. creative.
0: It, okay. It, it's not going to work every time. It's fine. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about different ways you can start a new campaign. I've gathered and created some ideas and differentiated them by like a kind of theme or location just a, you know, it's all about ideas on what you could use on your campaign. I mean, it's the whole point of the podcast, so we're going to do it. So tonight, to help with these kind of ideas, we have Jared. Hello.
2: And Ben. I think campaigns should be started with a hole in the ground, much like Tolkien started his campaign. Oh my God, he did start a hole in the ground. That's genius.
0: And me, Joe. (laughs) and uh here we go so uh just to start things off like judging from you we've had uh what like i've played in two campaigns now and i think you guys have probably played in like four now what has been the best way you guys started your campaign
2: i'm trying to think of all the different ways and i'm pretty sure all of them started in the generic way where we're just hired together or we start in a tavern as unlikely compatriots or whatever. I don't know. I feel like I haven't had a lot of diversity in how my campaigns have started honestly.
3: Yeah, I've had a mixture of taverns uh, starting off in a village. I've had a good uh, prison escape.
0: You had a prison escape?
3: Yeah, the first uh, campaign that I played in was a prison escape type of thing
2: the first session i ever dm'd which has turned into my uh, campaign started off with all of the pcs knowing each other since birth so by the time we got to the first session they were all into their 20s and they were all pretty well familiar with each other so that was kind of an interesting way because they were like not strangers at all they they just knew each other so that was that was kind of interesting did you have
0: like a session zero before that, or like a, I guess not like a traditional session zero, but more like a maybe session like in between sessions where they actually like talk in discord as their characters or anything?
2: No, I think, I mean, it started off as a one shot and I had no idea it would evolve into my like, you know, campaign. It was just my first ever DMing experience. I was like, let's just do this. So I'll make some stupid ass characters. Who cares? They, who cares what they are? <laughs> And then they ended up making these wonderful characters that we all fell in love with, and we made a campaign out of it. But it was all just like a lot of, and it still is kind of like a lot of yes ending. And Jared, you, you came on the campaign later on in its existence, but um, it's like, oh yeah, do you remember when we were eight years old and this, this happened? And they're like, oh yeah, I remember that. So like, they kind of make up each other's you know memories and stuff like that as they go along, which is really fun. Because they'd been with each other their entire lives, so there was no, like, getting to know each other in the game, you know?
0: It's kind of like, it's a cool dynamic. Because... Except for
2: Jared, who did come in later, and uh, they <laughs> had to get to know him a little bit. Oh, no, that's, that's actually that's slightly terrifying.
0: Like, yeah, coming
2: it... into, like, a whole group.
3: They kind of uh, showed up in my, like, home kind of domain of a forest, and after helping them, like, out of the mess they were in, uh, I just kind of eased my way into their temple because they're all a bunch of holy warriors, and, uh, I had the luxury of, for the next session, having spent years with, uh, these characters for the next, uh, kind of rotation of the mini-adventure, and so we had implied, like, familiarity for doing, like, missions and living with each other and whatnot that's just built over uh, we're on like the third rotation of my character so mm-hmm. at this point we've known each other for like 10 years
2: oh shit <laughs> yeah but that's, that's kind of just like the way I structured my campaign that's not necessarily have to do with like the theme of the episode I guess which is how do you start a campaign
0: well it's still cool though I liked it I think I did that one with, uh, with Jared and a couple other people where we did uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist and we actually all knew each other too. And it's kind of a cool dynamic when they actually know each other. So it kind of skips the whole, like, mystery, I guess. Yeah. But But, the mystery
2: is also fun too, so... I mean, of course, the mystery is always fun. (laughs) So it depends on, like, what your players want and what you want and how you go about catering to everyone's wishes and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I don't think there's, like, really, like, any bad... I'm sure there's bad ways, but there's no, like default bad way to start a whole thing like going through like starting off in the tavern even though it's like overused isn't bad
2: like I have right now I am prepping for our big Star Wars campaign which is the next big campaign we're all doing the other um and I have like so much prepped but I I I'm still not quite sure how the first session is going to go with all of you meeting each other. And it might just end up being in a cantina, which is, you know, basically the star Wars equivalent of a tavern. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be original or not, or if we're just going to go do something easy like that. That's the one thing I'm kind of griping with in my head right now. So I want to be unique and I want to like figure out a different way to where you can all come together and be friends, but I'm just not sure how. So maybe we'll get find out in this episode.
0: Well, it kind of goes to the, uh, number one um, the number one on my list of how to start a campaign is, you know, the Tavern which, if we're talking about the tavern, it's I think it's probably the most perfect beginning you can have because well, for one it's a chill atmosphere, right? So everyone has a chance to role play and get to know each other, eat some uh, of course, I always defend on the tavern, but ultimately it's a pretty chill Unless you're, like, being attacked. But, I mean, that's kind of like a plot hook that happens, like, halfway through. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, like, a chance for everyone to roleplay, eat some food, you know, kind of, you know, learn each other's characters a little bit. And then, like, you throw a a plot hook at them. Like, oh, there's that guy in the corner. Or there's Boblin the Goblin. Do you want to talk to that dude? Or, oh, my God, zombies just attacked the tavern. Like, I mean, it's such a good start that i don't blame anyone ever starting tower
2: but then like outside of the whole like metagaming of oh this guy's a pc i'm gonna walk around with him like what is making these people these characters become friends and stick together in a group you know what i mean oh
0: that's, that's so true i think like i know with jared is so hard.
2: like with jared's campaign it was we were all called to be in this order the order of the pale moon so we were all already there on common grounds. So when you start a campaign, do you in the tavern, do you try to do something like that where they're all there for a reason or do they all just happen to be in a tavern at the same time?
0: Well, there's a couple ways to that I'd like the one that's kind of like in Waterdeep Dragon Heist, where um, technically speaking, um, you kind of, everyone starts in there. Whether or not they know each other is like, you know, how you want to start it, but there's a chance that nobody know each other. And what happens in it? I'm sorry if there's any spoilers. You know, shut ears. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, in the very beginning, a uh, troll comes out from the well, and then you have to fight off the troll, which is like half dead or whatever. But everyone else is freaking out, and running away. But then your characters end up fighting it, and like that's kind of like how you guys meet. And I thought that was kind of like a cool beginning, just like danger, like putting your your party together. And then like uh, some guy comes by, and he's like, "I saw you guys fighting. You guys are amazing. You guys want to do a job?" And it's like, "Oh, here we go." Okay. But also like another start, like the classic one is like being hired as mercenaries. Like, um, you all saw a job on a board, and we're like, "Okay, we're gonna do this job." I don't know who else is on there, but whatever. I mean, it's not necessarily bad. Some of it could be
3: a little uncreative, but. No, yeah i i think overall there's a lot of versatility in the taverns there, i know um the first thing that i ever dm'd was a christmas one shot where in the tavern it just happened to be that there were a couple of powerful adventurers just happening to be in this tavern nobody knew each other Uh, there wasn't anybody necessarily, like, looking to hire anybody, but the plot hook was as everybody was enjoying their evening, their various, like, cocos and ales and whatnot, an elf, uh, popped into, uh, through the front door and just screamed that, uh, he needed help and that... somebody had captured santa claus and so
1: (laughs) rather than
3: anybody being like hired or them knowing each other it was just three strangers who uh felt compelled to help because they had the power to do so
2: because you gotta save christmas (laughs) you gotta save christmas
3: Christmas die
2: i can't imagine just drinking at the bar and suddenly a little elf pops in and be like
0: save santa like what
2: the jared was this elf like (laughs) a traditional fantasy elf or was it like a little short santa claus stereotypical type typical elf
3: we we skinned it as a stereotypical christmas elf
2: that's amazing. Nice. Okay, I love it. So he's making toys and shit.
3: Oh yeah. No, this this was a it was a one shot and it was literally just go through this forest that had killer snowmen, uh go into <laughs> the open field outside of Santa's workshop where there are corrupted toy soldiers that you had to kill and then this finally the final big bad boss was Krampus who had tied up Santa Claus.
2: That's really fun.
1: <laughs>
3: no, yeah, it's great. It's was, it was literally the first thing I'd ever DM'd for uh, Mandy and two of her friends.
1: That's Jesus,
0: incredible. that is amazing.
3: But it just shows that the tavern is uh, a very versatile start. It could be anywhere from friends enjoying a drink to mercenaries being hired to strangers called to a. Common call to arms to like enact the duty that they have as being these adventurers or these strong individuals. It's tried and true and uh, it's popular for a reason. Many it is true,
0: it is tried and true. Like, who hasn't started the tavern? That would be the anomaly.
3: It's a testament that so many uh, modules and whatnot start with the tavern, start because it is. Uh, classic. It may be tropey, but tropes are there for a reason.
2: Also, like thematically, it makes you know. I, I should say mechanically. I should say, you know, you want all of your players to be in. You want all of your players to be involved. So, like, you can't just have like one person outside of the tavern doing something and then everyone else joins in later. You know what I mean? Like, you want all of your players there and contributing and you know, role playing and stuff like that. So, a tavern makes. It's easy to do that. Yeah, that's true. Even if they are split. I, I've seen uh, Critical
0: Role season two, they did that. They did them in the very beginning where that's they what started. I am trying with,
2: to like, do with Star Wars, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> they started with like four of them, and then I think like 10 minutes down the road, then like two more people like enter the tavern and inviting the other characters to like a circus or something like that. So I mean, it's technically split, and it's kind of like. Part of me thinks like, I wonder if they all planned like session one in a way you know
2: like if they i mean i'm sure like between the the players they kind of knew what their role was with the other players right yeah
3: yeah i almost prefer uh honestly I, i i like the idea of a split start where as long as your players of course are okay with watching for a little bit i think introducing characters one at a time or a few at a time allows you to get a good sense of like the new characters that you're going to be playing with. I think you did that
0: with the pale moon, didn't you? Like one by one, each one came in and then just Uh, introduced them.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of time without each other, but yeah, one by one, I introduced you all to kind of give like a description of your character Maybe what you did immediately upon coming into the tavern. But I, I think I even a small scene is nice.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever like started the tavern and was unhappy about it.
3: <laughs> no, like I said, tried and true.
0: Yeah. Alright, we're going to number two here.
3: Um have you well I guess Jared, you
0: you just said that you started this, but You start off in a prison or as prisoners. Mm -hmm. How did that go for you?
3: I I personally enjoyed it. Uh, Technically, uh, yeah, all of us, uh, it was three of us were in this jail uh, for different reasons. My character was a soldier who had uh, been taken to prison for killing his fellow uh, soldiers. As they were committing war crimes, essentially, oh um, shit, they were kind of genociding uh, elves, and my character didn't want to kill a child, therefore, to try to defend it, you know, killed a couple of his, uh, his uh, soldiers, fellow soldiers, and so he was there for that reason. Uh, Mandy's character was there for public, uh, I believe, protesting and then the other person was there for uh, I think just being a nuisance uh, they were (laughs) one of those um, they were one of those like I grew up in the forest therefore I don't have any decorum type thing Mm. Uh, and so we all had the common goal of getting out uh, but we all had a sort of connection to one of the knights of the land uh, who he kind of wanted to hire us but we first had to figure a way to get out of the prison kind of a la uh, your typical Skyrim start or Elder Scrolls start. Mm. And so we all escaped through the sewage systems. Oh, nice. The prison.
0: always wanted to start off like that. Just like classic jail and trying to figure your way out, either through, like, diplomacy or maybe, like, you know, using all your abilities to get out of there. I think it's, like, a really cool start if you're, like, a really low level.
2: Having, like, a life or death situation that you and the players have to get through together is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I
3: I almost kind of, uh, this reminds me of oh, gosh, uh, i trying to think of what the name of, like, game is but um, out of the abyss oh no it's, uh, it's oh, a, a video game, game. Oh. Um, oh is that um, the,
0: the, the the
2: two guys breaking into prison
3: oh no um
0: this is oh, that TV I, show where he breaks into prison and gets his brother out
3: no it's the, it's like the show prison prison hey, <laughs> I enjoyed that show for a bit. No uh, Legend of Grimrock is a an RPG that the premise of it is You are a group of four prisoners that are dropped into this prison that if you can make it out of the prison, you get your freedom. But this prison is a series of mazes of different floors that have various monsters and traps. That's
0: a whole campaign, man. No, yeah.
3: (laughs) Even just shortening it, though, would be a fun kind of uh, creative introduction to these characters you, along the way, can figure out why you guys were in this prison, why you guys were uh, kind of booked and given this kind of more or less second chance at potentially living. Plus having a good dungeon to start off the campaign with.
2: Yeah, I like it.
0: That makes sense to me. Yeah. I actually got this one idea where, um, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for that video game, that DD game that's uh they're still working on? I think it's oh, still in the, the beta. Baldur's,
3: Baldur's Gate?
0: Yeah, Baldur's Gate. Did you guys see the trailer for that game?
3: Uh, uh, I saw like a game. It was like the cinematic ones. Ones. Yeah, oh, the one. Oh, the Mind Flayers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, yeah, that
0: was sick. I did see that. That was so awesome. Now imagine all of the PC players are prisoners all on that ship. You see where they're like, you can see like like maybe an embassy, to see like the whole oh, what was it? It was like worm. There's a specific name for it, I don't know, but it's the worm that goes inside the brain and turns them into mind flayers or something, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, now imagine like the rest of the PCs are watching that, and then they like, the ship crashes down, and then like the the mind flayers are all dead or they're injured or something like that, and you have a chance to escape, and now that's how you start from.
2: No, what you really gotta do, though, that's a great idea, but what you really gotta do is that at the beginning, the person that actually like gets sacrificed with the little worm shit, that has to be a PC. Really? And that person has to die so that the other players get it and that they know what the stakes are. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So man. basically just roll a D6 and then that person dies. Mm-hmm. Assign everyone a number and they don't get to play for the night. <laughs> <laughs> they just die. And that's D&D sometimes, you know? <laughs> I'm about it. I love how hardcore that is. Yeah, man. don't fuck around on my table.
1: One <laughs> of yeah, you may I, I would high? never
2: do that. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> I would never do that. I feel way too bad doing that. <laughs>
3: That'd be a really fun thing to talk with one of your players beforehand. Have them make, like, a little fake character. Mm. And then kill him off, uh in a way that's believable to everybody else and uh upon them being killed their actual character comes out
2: i'd pick you jared i think you'd do good at them
3: i would enjoy that
0: or or no one has to make a new character they play their normal character one of them gets infected with one of them but it doesn't stick yet so. That's lingering. Everyone it's knows like that tension. it's still in his head, but it hasn't stuck. So they're like, fuck.
3: You know, that would be a good uh, kind of patron of
2: sorts for a warlock.
0: I think that was actually an example for one of those new warlocks.
2: Okay. A worm in your head?
0: Yeah, I think it was like one of those worms actually gets in you and it doesn't turn you into a. It, instead, it just kind of like. Gives you special abilities. I forgot so what it was. It was like crazy. it's one of the, like the psychic ones or something like that.
3: I have to say, it sounds like it.
0: I would love that start. I love the prisoner start. Out of the Abyss does that in the beginning. I keep reading it over and over again. I think it's such a cool start.
2: I think yeah. in the Star Wars: going Into the Stars campaign, you guys are kind of prisoners because you're all trapped on a planet. I mean, that's true. That you cannot get out of.
0: That's a very abstract prisoner one.
2: Yes, it's like you're trapped in an entire planet, so it doesn't really feel you know <laughs> quite as confined as like a jail cell or something. Yeah, it's it's slightly different, but I mean the effect is still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's go to number three. This one I thought was kind of cool. Uh, a natural disaster start. So basically, like. Um, I think, I guess you could start whether or not the players know each other or not, but the plot hook is like the major point here where you would have to escape from like an erupting volcano, kind of like Pompeii, and you need to yeah. escape off the island, and there's only like one ship left. There's like nothing left. You have to figure it out. Or you survive like an epic flood or in the middle of a massive hurricane on a ship that leads to a shipwreck. I think, um, like, you could start off slow and then maybe like end of the first session. You would like hit him with that um, natural disaster's hitting you, and then everyone freaks out. And then like the next session is when you have to figure out how how to survive it.
3: That trauma bonding start.
0: Trauma bonding.
2: Interesting. So my thoughts on that would be, and this is more advice to new DMs. Anything is kill one of your players (laughs) in that natural disaster as early into the session as you possibly can. (laughs) There's a theme here. Just force it in if you have to, even if it doesn't make any sense at all. You want to kill that player so that the other players understand the gravity of the situation. <laughs> Once you instill that fear into them, then you can really play d Or if She's any scared. of them have
3: happy families, kill the family.
1: Yeah, Give no, them actually age. yeah. Exactly.
2: Start, start with the children. Uh, and then the wives and then the, the husbands and whoever. I mean, we're not trying to do
0: like fake trauma here. We're trying to like really make yeah, you we're feel it's gives you some nightmares.
2: We're digging in. Actually, get a list of all of your players like deepest PTSDs beforehand if you can. <laughs> uh, this is terrible advice. <laughs> this is just awful.
3: Make them fill out one of those uh, session zero like little quizzes on things you don't want to see in the campaign and then put yeah, it and all put, in put all of
0: those
2: things in there. Actually highlight those things.
0: I didn't know we are doing a whole podcast about how to be a bad DM.
2: <laughs> but here we are. Okay, no, but the disaster <laughs> thing, really. Um, that sounds kind of cool, I guess, but like, why are the players in a volcano together? You know?
0: Well, it's not like they're in the volcano. You know the whole situation in Pompeii. There's like a, a city... Around it, you know, and then maybe to D and Dify it. There's like uh, some giant fire monster comes out of it, or like a dragon, or Yansi Bin. I think is like the fire lord comes out of it.
3: Yeah, I would maybe almost they didn't say do sacrifices. Yeah, I would say to hit them with the natural disaster uh, halfway through the first session. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what the first session would necessarily entail. Unless you have them all, like together somehow. I, don't I can
0: see it as kind of like a, um, kind of a prelude to the BBEG. If it's the BBEG is going to be like an elemental kind of
1: BBEG.
2: Oh yeah. And so like you're going halfway through. Are, that gives all the characters a reason to hate them.
0: Exactly. So imagine you're going halfway through your session, and it starts off as like any other session. Maybe you're starting in the tavern. Who knows and you're just doing another job and it's like oh it's just like any other DD and then like near the end and suddenly like the volcano explodes and then this fire lord comes out and starts raining hell and meteors everywhere and then it's just oh my god this has just destroyed my family and then you have to escape off
2: of it and like there's your BBEG. all the families die except for the players
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, they, they somehow survive mm. hit him with
3: that noah's ark uh yes. kind of campaign where a god floods uh the entire <laughs> village and so just then, the village not the world just the world. <laughs> yeah just their village and then uh all the players turn into kratos and kill that god that'd and all pretty the cool cool. god friends
2: yeah that makes me kind of sick a god at war campaign would be sweet where you just go around hunting the gods
3: level twenty campaign
2: yeah, that'd be kind of fun. And now there's still gonna be no gods, 20? no
3: masters. Kratos is definitely level twenty by the end. Towards the end,
2: right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he was one v one these guys,
1: you
0: know? Like, come on. <laughs> uh let's go to number
2: four. I thought this
0: was kind of an interesting idea. Um, you start in the middle of a battle or a war. Are you on like, the Like you're not side? even preparing. You're just like literally just thrown in there and you're just fighting. Soldiers, of course, they're on the same side. Or because,
1: I think they're on the
2: same
0: side. I don't know. I mean, you can mix it up. I don't know. But this is my—I got a couple ideas with that. Uh, you can start off as like normal citizens trying to escape, uh, like soldiers pillaging the city, or undead horde destroying the city, kind of thing. Um, or you can start off as like SEAL Team Six destroying things behind enemy lines. You know, if you want to start off a little bit higher, hmm. um, you can start off as like. Uh, Normal soldiers fighting through battle, so I had a cool idea with that. Kind of like what you like, Ben, you know, killing your players. Mm -hmm. I had an Mm -hmm. idea for that. Mm -hmm. So you start off with a TPK, okay? Just do it. Your players all die. Set the tone. You gotta set the tone. So you have them fight through the battle like, you know, it's it's a massacre on one side. Everyone dies. Um, But you still have them fight through it, you know, be heroic in a way. Um... But instead of them like permanently dying, they wake up after the battle's over. You know, kind of like, you know, you pull that dead body off of you, and everything's stinking crows are everywhere, and you see all these like clerics with their little smoky bells going around praying, and you're just like, oh my god, what is going to happen? And then all that's like who survives is like the party.
2: Wow, that's kind of cool. they just
0: kind of group up like, what the fuck do we do now?
2: Or what if you merge? the war idea with the prison idea and you're the only survivors of the battle on that side and then you're taken as prisoners of war
1: oh
3: that would be cool that would be nice i like that
2: you're taken as prisoners of war and you're all thrown together in a cell or something and well, that's how you guys are bonded together
0: i like that that is a really cool start
3: and then we
2: kill the king definitely yeah well i would say <laughs> kill a player first um <laughs> after the player is dead, maybe kill two, just, you know. But once that's done, okay. yeah, you, you go kill the king.
3: Rather than killing the player, you just turn one of them into Theon Greyjoy and <laughs> you kill their will
2: to live. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you that's my style. Us. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> that's sounds great. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see the next one uh, this one's kind of a more I want to say slightly chill um, this one's called like during travel so you're like part of a caravan a flying ship, a ship train or whatever sorry um, that's something probably bad happens most likely like an ambush that was set up the plot hook but I kind of like the idea of just kind of traveling from point A to point B
2: in a way what if you're, like, on a ship, like a boat, and then, like, slavers get on your boat and kill everyone and take you all as slaves? Again, I that's guess. kind of, like, the prison-jail thing again, I guess. But, I mean, there's still... I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with
0: combining them. I mean, starting off on a ship, just going from maybe you're just, like, a traitor, and you're... You know, one of them's a traitor, and one of them's, like, a, a sailor that's actually been on the ship for years, and another one is the captain's son, who's just piece of shit who knows <laughs> but yeah. then yeah then the slavers come like pirates come and then they steal everything and kidnap whoever's left i mean that's that's a cool start
2: i dig it
3: or we could get the old oregon trail start where we're all just uh migrating to a new <laughs> land,
2: and so land.
3: Just,
0: like, all your family
2: killing. dies of scurvy and you're the only ones left <laughs> <laughs> dysentery <laughs> The <laughs> kid breaks his leg and you just have to leave him behind because he's not gonna make it.
3: He tried to ford the river and your fucking wagon. Why did fording the river down? never work?
2: Tell me why that never works. You can check in, was... or, in Oregon Trail. you can check this is real really off topic, but you can check the like height and weight and like you could check the height of the river and see how deep the water is. So you could, you know, decide to ford it or cock the river or cock the wagon and flow. I usually cocked it and floated. Listen, that didn't fucking work either. Five year <laughs> old me
3: didn't have that sort of forethought.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was probably like, for like the river, we like, got it. We're going to turn over. to a boat. We're going to
0: fucking make it.
2: And then, I used to leave my, my guys behind medals. in that game. They would get sick and I wouldn't even treat them. I didn't want to waste any medicine on them. <laughs> if it wasn't me, I didn't give them <laughs> yeah. any medicine. I didn't even give them like, as much food. You know, like I was awful. Because like you just have to survive. You're the only one in that game that has to survive. While well, your people die, it doesn't matter. So I made sure I survived.
0: That is terrifying. Remind me never I travel got... with
2: you on the Oregon Trail. Listen, man. <laughs> if we're playing the game, you're uh, expendable. But in real life, <laughs> I'm saving you before me.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: People are dying in all your games. <laughs> Set the tone, Joe. I've only killed one PC in my. Like, dealing experience, and that was Jacob in this in the one shot we just played. Oh, wow. That's, That's a really good one. I've killed That's several. really good. Hey, you I have, have you? My
0: times. campaign of doom did not go well.
3: I died, like, four times. <coughs> Jesus, show You're the crazy one.
0: It, uh, I had this, like, cool idea in my head, and I just crashed and burned. It did not go well. Uh... Anyway, that was number five.
1: <laughs> so never want to talk about it Why should we? Whatever,
0: isn't
2: it? A... Well I mean it's I mean
0: it's a good start. I mean if you wanted to start just traveling innocently.
3: Yeah, it gives okay. everybody generally a common goal, be it getting to so and so. It could it could be something as easy as everybody is trying to go to the big city via an airship. And while on this airship, everybody obviously it's going to be cramped quarters. Everybody gets a chance to talk with each other and say, why are you going to the big city? Oh, you know, I just need to buy some Persian rugs. What are you going for? You know, I need Persians. I'm poor.
2: (laughs) But I get your point. I like it. I also think it'd be cool if like everyone was going to like like you said, like the big city, because something like the king and queen are coming home after being gone for years. And the king and queen get home and they're all in the square and they're all cheering them on. And then they both get assassinated. Oh, and you're all in the crowds. And then just like shit starts going crazy. One of the or two of the PCs die. And it, it just like goes bananas.
0: I like that. That's pretty good. Thanks. I like surprise murders. Yeah.
2: <laughs> make, make it the PC, it's even better.
0: <laughs> Alright, for number six I had, starting in a village. So, in a way, I was, in my mind, you, for some reason, for all my ideas, I'm thinking about starting innocently. I'm not sure why. This is what I got in my mind. But... You also have like normal villagers who endure like terrible things in a village, or you're maybe you're a team of investigators trying to hire to fix a problem. So I'm thinking uh, I was looking up. Uh, what was it? Um, it's not Tasha's. It's the horror book. I can always um, forget it. Ravenloft. Like, yeah, yeah. They had a section for like folklore, and it kind of gave me an idea of like a village being terrorized by a skinwalker or a wendigo or some group of hags. Who knows? And trying as villagers brave enough those brave enough to fight back against these monsters and then that kind of i guess is like a starting quest and then once that's over maybe you uncover a way to you find out there's more problems stemming from that and then you have to like that leads to a bbg in the end kind of the idea for a village start
2: like like that movie
0: the village kind of like (laughs) that (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that movie. I, I, I
2: think that's not, that's not so bad. It's pretty
3: cool. I mean, our uh, like you said earlier, our water deep started in a village. We were just normal kids. Granted, we were normal kids who wanted to be adventurers, or at least half of the party wanted to be adventurers
1: that's true and they're we a bunch of, outside of country
0: bumpkin kids wanting to be heroes because they kept hearing about it and all the stories so they'd leave for adventure but
3: our first session was i'm pretty sure solely in the village
0: yeah it was pretty fun actually <laughs> yeah your character kept talking about uh how to take care of horses about the entire
3: trail. He was just a farming boy He <laughs> knew about Cows, horses and Various livestock <laughs> I dig it
0: I mean that's a start I like that start
3: Not everybody has to have a Necessarily traumatic start They can just be a bunch of Friends who want to Be uh, Be heroes or two friends being wanting to be heroes and the other friends just wanting to go along to either be with their friends or to protect their friends.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, they're not going to be real heroes. First problem, we'll go back home. And just shake it started. start
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, kind of like the village. Number seven, I have the city.
2: Uh, so instead so of it... Friends, beware.
0: <laughs> so it'd be more like... Um, Maybe investigator, rent a villager, or maybe you're working in the city as like, um, I don't know, like guards or something like that. And then you have to like, solve a mystery about like, Frankenstein like monsters coming from the sewer, or people disappearing due to like a serial killer or something.
2: Uh, So, my I don't know if it's a problem, but my thing about that one is like taverns, which is, you know, the most generic way to start a campaign, there's plenty of taverns in a city. Mm So, would you just, like, if you were starting in a city, wouldn't you just, like, start it in a tavern?
0: I was trying to think of, like, alternative ways inside of a city that doesn't start in a tavern.
3: I mean, that would be kind of like everybody starts off in, like, the town square of a city Mm -hmm. where there's, like, a job board. Or maybe everybody is going about their day in the city, you know, shopping, kind of wandering around what be it. And they hear maybe a town crier. Uh, hearkening to anybody who's willing to help that there's some sort of major problem plaguing so and so part of the city and so the PCs are the ones who are gotten the attention of by the town crier that could be like a way to do it beyond just being in a tavern
2: Interesting.
0: I wouldn't have thought I'd have better ideas from because the started with the village was like let's try city and then i didn't really get much ideas from
3: that i mean cities are a very like metropolitan place that's where you're gonna have the most kind of hustle and bustle the most like diverse uh, group of people and with that being so also like the most diverse kinds of problems in an urban environment i mean that's, that's true and uh, kind of like you said uh in your notes serial killers uh, tend to yeah. frequent big cities and so, uh, Maybe city. One of the players
2: is the killer. Ooh. Oh, that'd shit. Be, that'd be a spicy He's Killing campaign. the other players one at a time. <laughs> God <damn> it. It's <laughs> basically <laughs> Among Us, but in a video <laughs> campaign. The
3: susciest of campaigns.
1: This <laughs> <laughs> is <just laughs> It's very
3: sus. That, that would almost make for a really fun kind of campaign, though. Even just beyond, like, the Among Us. A good, like, campaign start being everybody is wandering around the city um, just kind of going about their day and each of them finds a wanted poster for a serial killer and all of them kind of take it upon themselves to seek out maybe the local law or maybe the DM provides them with like a clue that they all tend to uh, put it together at the same time and they all meet each other within maybe like a constable's office and they're all kind of brainstorming their clues and the campaign is to find more clues a la kind of Scooby-Doo in it. <laughs>
2: oh, Scooby-Doo one shot? Yeah,
0: that awesome. Oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That actually leads to my actually number eight, Supernatural Beginnings.
2: Oh, Cthulhu?
0: Well, maybe. I was thinking more like haunted house themed start.
2: So how would that work?
0: Well, kind of like the Scooby-Doo start where maybe you're just like a team of investigators kind of thing, or maybe you're just a bunch of kids from nearby town hearing about, all this, like this haunted house, you're like, dude, we gotta check this out. I bet it's not even real. And then this whole thing starts.
2: So, So I guess in this scenario, all of the PCs are already acquainted with each other and they already kinda of like know each other.
0: That's one start. I think there's another start where um I got this for idea from a movie, I forgot what it was called. I think it came out like 30 years ago. But like each person's kinda of like invited to this house, like kind of a way of if you spend the night in the house, then you get like an amazing reward supernatural
3: beginnings Let's say, it kind of reminds me uh, of a while ago a couple of years ago actually um, we did a one shot me and a couple other people uh, did a one shot of the death house which is the kind oh, of yeah. prelude to um, the prelude to uh, Ravenloft Trot.
0: yeah Christmas draw that's right <laughs>
3: And that one, I believe we just started in the house. Um, just kind of mysterious. It could be like a, you all wake up within the, the foyer of the, this haunted house, not knowing why you got there. But you're unable to leave for some reason. You're maybe locked in supernaturally, and you have to solve this mystery to get out, or uh, free a spirit or something. could <laughs> be a fun... Start to a campaign, and then upon getting out of the house, realize that it's just the start of uh, the troubles you're in. Maybe you're in like the lands of Barovia or whatever other kind of supernatural domain you may be in.
0: That'd be kind of an interesting way to segue into the Raven, like Curse of Strahd. Like, you start off into the haunted house, and then you like finish the haunted house kind of thing, or evil death house. And then you exit the house, and then it's Ravenloft. You don't actually escape. It just gets worse.
3: I'm pretty, pretty sure pretty. that's what Curse of Strahd is.
0: Well, I <laughs> think it's it worse. Well, I think, like, the Death House is actually in, like, the first town you go to, right?
3: Uh, in the official book. Probably. Uh, like I said, I, I think uh, just because it was a one-shot, we just literally started in the house. Oh, yeah, okay.
0: That's a tough one, man. I heard that's like really, really hard.
3: Okay, yeah, it looks like uh, in the book, I believe you guys start uh, in like one of the towns of Barovia, and I think the fog like corners you into the house, and then you have to free the house of whatever.
0: You I think you encounter like the too. two children. Like, I don't want to put spoilers out there, but yeah, I think part of the plot hook is the, there's the two children, and they're like.
3: Oh yeah, help
0: my kids. baby brother or something. Yeah, fuck those. Some kids. fucked up shit. <laughs> fuck
2: those
0: kids. Fuck those kids. You Can't trust them. <laughs> Damn. I think a haunted house beginning would actually be pretty fucking dope.
3: Oh, yeah, I love. I mean, I love horrors though. I'm about any of those.
0: Or you can go with a supernatural route. You know, monster of the week kind of style.
1: Yeah.
0: For a couple sessions until something makes sense. I don't know.
2: Yeah, just uh, it's more like side questing. Just put it together as you go along. That's
3: what i do. Mean. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah. The real uh, DM skill.
0: Pretend yeah. to know what you're doing. And if someone like solves
3: other... your puzzle
0: and it doesn't make any sense, but everyone else goes for it, you're like, I planned that the
2: whole time. Sometimes I don't even have solutions to puzzles. I just give it to my players and then they do something and I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. We're do you do that, that, that? I've done that before, yeah. That's awesome. Because sometimes like, I don't I don't even like know what the, how they're going to solve the puzzle. So they could just, just do things until something sounds cool. I'm going to remember. And, 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 and like it works. And then I'm like, okay. They're, your players are really, like what, what, what mm-hmm. I've learned from my DMA experience, my players are way smarter than I am. And <laughs> <in> that <laughs> they, can do much better world building than i can so i rely on that a lot to do things like that some some, sometimes it's like a really important puzzle i like have an idea in my head but for like little encounters and stuff i usually just let it figure it out
0: well you gotta think of it this way it's not like you're not as smart as everyone else five heads have more ideas than one that's
3: That's how i see it players will come up with the wackiest shit. right you just have to be there to contain it and maybe reward their wackiness
2: I agree. I like that. It's
0: beautiful. <laughs> so my number nine is kind of like the uh, the uh, natural disaster one, but instead of it just being like natural, it's epic disasters. So imagine it being like a magical catastrophe, like blue tornadoes with ice lightning, or kind of like world-bending, like things that destroy the world in a way not like destroy destroy but like wreck it a bit and that's just a, instead a, of it being evil. a um, like a fire lord it could be actual, an actual god that becomes the BBEG um, that was the kind of the idea I had. It's definitely I think like
2: where do you start though
0: that part didn't get to but the old
3: uh, what
2: Alduin the beginning
3: old skyrim you're just starting wherever and then dragons come back to life and <laughs> try to take over your country
2: oh yeah oh shit i thought the dragons were dead i guess mean, not pal you better run that yeah, kind of got the idea because in
0: like a historical part of uh the sword coast i guess the entire world at that point something i think it was called the spell plague mm. or whatever it was like when the weave was being destroyed and then everything was going fucking nuts. And then like other planets and on different planes were being thrown around and destroyed. And then like blue tornadoes of magic were whirling around, destroying cities and stuff like that. So that's kind of like where I got that idea.
2: World of Warcraft had an expansion called Cataclysm. And in it, this gigantic ass dragon called Deathwing basically just like caused chaos and destroyed parts of the world. And like the world map actually changed based on like what Deathwing was like fucking up. No, that was pretty cool. Oh shit, that's cool. And the BBEG is just like destroying the fucking world. (laughs) You know, like shit. That's actually pretty good.
0: We'll call him the World Eater.
3: There you go. That's uh, that's Alduin.
1: Damn (laughs) it, (laughs) Aaron! I thought I heard it from somewhere.
0: I had a cool idea, Jared. Just go with it.
3: I mean, there could be many <laughs> world eaters. Uh, it's like uh what the fuck is it called? The fucking Nor- Norman Gonder? The world serpent. From Norse Mythology. I don't know that guy. Uh now you guys probably haven't played the newest god of war, have you? I've There's never been god going war. Yeah, it, it's uh it's North mythology. It's basically a giant serpent that wraps his whole body around the earth uh that thor kills i believe
2: what was Jesus that called, Jared? uh jormungandr jormungandr i barely know her oh. <laughs>
1: oh <my> <laughs>
0: <Christ>. <laughs> ben coming in clutch with these jokes
2: thanks joe Just trying Just hitting <laughs> out of the park <laughs>
0: So that's one idea of the epic disasters starting there is kind of like the difficult point I think you have to be a bit more creative with that
3: I mean it's kind of uh, similar to the natural disasters like trauma bonds and uh, in any or even just like um, I, I see one of your examples in the notes so it's zombie apocalypse like give the old walking dead start where you're all just surviving this giant plague and uh, even out of necessity, even though you might not be the most likely companions in a world where everything is trying to actively kill you, it sometimes takes a group to survive and thrive.
0: Thank you, Jared. That's cool. Coming in clutch.
3: (laughs) I've seen a lot of media. <laughs> <laughs> That's all DMing is: it's adapting your favorite shows,
0: stealing games.
2: ideas. Oh, dude! Nothing for Star Wars five you ever written is original. Really? All from other? No, I'm just joking. I'm totally kidding. But, but like a lot of stuff <laughs> is from like books and movies and, and whatnot. Like,
3: oh yeah. No, there's there's a lot of things that I just straight like adapted with air quotes. Uh, into my campaign I watch a movie and all of a sudden be like oh yeah I really like that I'm gonna make that into a homebrew item or a dungeon
0: that's the way to do it man right, let's go to the next one I have number 10 predetermined beginnings I think we kind of talked about this already several times as part of other starts where everyone starts off knowing each other Uh, family, friends in some capacity. So it doesn't really matter where you start, but it's just that everyone knows each other.
3: Yeah, and even that could lend to a kind of surprise beginning. Uh, Even if everybody grows up knowing each other, there could be that deep down secret that everybody knows that the DM knows, but doesn't quite know that everybody else knows. Kind of a la... An idea I'm thinking is a uh, book series that a uh, couple of people I know have read, uh, A Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time, where everybody in the group uh, they grew up in the same village, they know each other, they're friends with each other, but none of them knew that they had this like kind of predestined. They're born in the same month, therefore. Like a big bad evil guy was trying to find them and hunt them down to see which one of them's like the chosen one.
2: A couple of crazy NPCs come along <laughs> and they say, Hey, you guys might be the chosen one. And They get on all these crazy fucking shenanigans. They, they almost die. It's fun. That's a cool idea for a game.
3: And so they all know each other. They're predestined to, like, they, they all know each other. They're all. Like familiar, they're predestined to be friends, but then they also have another predestiny that goes far deeper than they expect, which could lend itself to a really fun and really, like, rewarding kind of campaign.
0: Damn, I do want to play that. I really like the idea of just everyone already knowing each other. It's kind of like a cool twist to it.
3: Yeah, and it also saves kind of the awkward oh, I don't know you, why should I trust you, kind of uh, mm-hmm. talk that... Like, I mean, it's... Like, it's something that would happen. Nobody's generally, like, 100% trusting the strangers, but we we all know each other at the table, and if we could skip that for the, like, 800th time, like, <laughs> it, it allows us to get into the action a little bit quicker. It allows us to start with those little in-jokes and kind of witty banter. You
2: know, See, better. I personally, I, I think that works for a shorter thing, but for like a long-form campaign, I like, I don't know, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I like the idea of that mystery and that, you know, you you don't know each other and, you know, is this person good? Is this person bad? What's their deal? Like, what's their backstory? I kind of like that with like a long-form campaign with really developed characters.
3: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like, uh, part of like the fun of like, the Pale Moon campaign was uh, getting to know everybody's kind of backstory, getting to know wow, this man lived for over a hundred years, like, what kind of person is he? And it also allows for kind of a uh, more developed like, character growth throughout the yeah. campaign.
0: Because I feel like, if everyone knows each other it kind of takes away the mystery. Yeah, uh, Like, there's no, like, for example, learning about uh, something from the Pale Moon. Uh, like, Leon was a vampire and he had this whole arc and background that none of us knew for a long time. And then it all came out the light and it was just like, oh shit, that's crazy. It, uh, you wouldn't get that with best besties coming out of the village.
2: There's different yeah.
0: kinds of dynamics with it. And I think there's perks and cons to
1: both of them.
2: But then I did, a, uh, I did a Kids on Bikes once where there were five players, and three of us were best friends since we were kids, and then these other two players were, like, the new kids in town. Um, so that, that was kind of fun, too, and like kind of a hybrid. We have, like, a, a, this, a small part of the group that does know each other and that has been friends for a long time, but then you have a couple of new kids, too. So that's still kind of, like... That's kind of cool. I like that. It. you get that, like, a little bit of both there, I guess. It was also only like, a two-month-long adventure, so...
0: That really well, nice. I like that hybrid approach
1: because then
0: who it. can trust who? Then, big like two versus two, maybe. Sometimes, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> and going to number 11, there was a political meltdown, so you kind of would start kind of like um, in the higher realm of things rather than being like in the like tavern you'd be like in the palace or like where the nobility would be so members of the nobility are just working in the palace or when diplomacy breaks down you overhear like a war going to start or lead to an invasion maybe the the king or queen was assassinated now everyone's panicking um it doesn't mean you're you're like a noble you could be or you you could be like the scullery boy or
2: one of the players is is the noble
0: yeah or maybe you're all nobles or one of them's a noble and just like one of your friends happens to be you know, the jester, I don't know, but yeah, just trying to escape or risk being murdered with other people. And I think just the chaos from that meltdown seems like a really cool start. The kingdom going in ruins at this point.
3: I want to say that's kind of in lieu of, um, the start to the elder scrolls, oblivion, uh, Granted, you are still escaping from that jail, but as you're escaping from the jail, you end up in this tunnel where the king uh, is also uh, escaping due to some sort of political threats and then is assassinated in this tunnel and he tells you to find the lost heir to the kingdom. And so your purpose is to uh, more or less enact his wishes but uh alongside that in a more grander like DD realm that could potentially lead to another king taking over after word of the king's assassination took and so maybe the campaign can then go along and you're finding that true heir while maybe a corrupt king rises that'd be a, a fun kind of start to a campaign yeah,
1: yeah i like that
0: what do you think of like a civil war like one of the, the players is actually like the prince or, like next one in line is round and then everyone's like assassinated and you're like the last one left and then the kingdom is yeah basically a civil war and then the party has to help that one
2: player that's like fable that's like fable three yeah kind of like that just try and some reclaim the throne i guess i love fable three so i mean yeah,
0: all the fables are good
3: oh yeah making a new fable
0: i hope so i'll play it yeah, <laughs> Fable would actually be a pretty good. Oh
2: yeah, thing to
0: follow. Chicken Side note:
2: Oblivion, sad. wonderful game, kind of underrated.
0: Never played it. I played for like ten minutes and I hated the way it looked and I quit playing. Man, Oblivion's so good,
2: Joe. You can't I don't know. I was, I was stuck minutes? with Morrowind. I like I liked Morrowind better. See, Morrowind's I never played, more, played more Morrowind. Morrowind's probably better, but.
3: I I never got a chance to play it and then uh, Oblivion was my first Elder Scrolls and I absolutely loved it and then obviously Skyrim was great and then I tried to go back to play Oblivion and I agree with Joe it looks like a bag of dicks
0: it does, it's so bad
3: if it had a graphical upgrade it would probably be a fantastic game which they're actually working on with uh, Skywind's uh, mod that's converting. That will never everything.
1: finish.
3: I mean, it will be a while, probably. But it, <laughs> they're making good. They're making good headway. I've seen some good uh, shots.
2: Oblivion had the best glitches in all of the other schools. Or it is
3: it is Sky Oblivion. Yeah, not they. They're also making Skywind to make uh, more wind, but Sky Oblivion. I've seen Sky good.
0: So what you learn from this, basically, you, you never go back to your old favorite games. You just can't like 007 back in N sixty four. Never, never do it again.
2: Really, I do. I go back to my old games from really. I, I can't them. unless it's like Mario
0: Kart sixty four. It's I can't. I controllers say there's are
3: a pretty big, uh, or not big, but there's uh, still a contingency of people who play uh Goldeneye on PC. I don't.
0: I don't know how they do it. Like, well, maybe on PC it's different, but using the N64 controller to try and move around and aim and everything, and move, mm. it's just like, hell.
3: It is a bad controller.
2: Yeah, it was not It was not designed to be comfortable in the hand. No. I'm
1: <laughs> so bad. So a couple
2: years ago,
3: I played uh, Smash 64 with the controller, and Ugh. still
0: managed oh to my get done with that. That's so bad. Ugh. 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 There's only like four good games out of the
2: N64.
1: Wait, oh, what? Joe! <laughs> <Yo.
2: laughs> Heresy, man! You okay, I lied. Okay, more than I think about it, there's like 10 good games. I don't know. That's such <laughs> like an incredible lowball.
0: <laughs> there might be. I don't know. It's been so long. What has it been, 30 years now? I don't know.
2: 30 maybe. <laughs> yeah, It close. came close. out in 1995. Okay,
0: so like 25. Oh my god, that's so long.
2: It's almost as old as I am. That's crazy.
0: God, we're so old now.
2: I remember my brother got an N64 when I was like 2 or 3. And it was the greatest day of my life.
0: (laughs) That's just magical.
2: Anyways. Well, number 12
0: was like a help wanted sign. Yeah. I think it's a terrible idea necessarily because (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't leave much to the imagination you just kind of get a job and the job would have to be the interesting part
1: yeah
3: i mean that's kind of uh, if you think about it the uh, critical role amazon show kind of started with a uh, job
1: posting
2: yeah but they were also predetermined they were already friends at the beginning that's that that that's in. true yeah. at least they're already, sure. already like pretty far into it but what I find interesting about this is that overall, it probably would be pretty boring, but you could like, maybe everyone has a different reason to be going on this job. Like if it's to save the princess, maybe one guy's just in it for the money. Maybe one guy wants the king's favor. Maybe the other guy's in love with the princess, you know, like these guys can all have different motives for going on this job rather than just necessarily for money or something. you know. And that's not necessarily terrible. The terrible part, I think, is
0: how do you start with that? with players who maybe don't know each other yet like as a start you just uh, just happen to be next to the same poster and just like let's let's go
3: you could almost think of it as um kind of the idea that i had earlier with the serial killer maybe have a couple of posters plastered around town have everybody have their own kind of introductory scene in which they find this poster and they all converge uh, at the person who gave out the job, who sent it. Maybe they all find these posters and make their way to the palace or uh, some noble's house or something.
0: Hmm. That's a lot better than I
3: had. <laughs>
1: It, I don't know. It, it's
0: definitely not
3: my favorite. Yeah. It, it, I think there's better ones. A little hodgepodge, but yeah.
1: Mm.
0: So the next one, actually, I love this idea for number 13. You work for the bad guy. Mm. Y'all are minions. I love it. Right?
3: That could be very fun, actually.
0: Start off as, like, level one through three or something, with some low-level minions you find out like maybe you don't want to work for the overarching evil of Lamar, or maybe you want to be better than the overarching evil. and all... you overthrow him. Yeah. For better or for worse I guess. Depends how things change with the
3: party but you could stay evil. I mean new
1: overlords.
3: That could be really fun for a, like a, an evil campaign. Or if you wanted to turn this into like a good campaign. It kind of reminds me of uh Finn from the new trilogy of Star Wars Hmm. where you're kind of starting off as these clones and then something kind of snaps in you and you realize either you're not like mind controlled anymore or you realize what you're doing is wrong and you then maybe would set out against your previous like captor or like ruler
2: but unlike Finn this will be a good character <laughs> <laughs> damn i liked finn i should say well-written character because he they kind of did him dirty in the end. they did do him dirty
3: it wasn't his folly john boyega did his best
2: he tried he certainly did his best let's be
3: honest all the actors did their best
2: yeah probably i
0: mean what are you supposed to do with three different directors doing their own thing
1: there's, Two of
0: them like, were the same director, but oh, they're all all three movies were all did, different uh, directors. They did
2: seven and nine. yeah, oh, ended eight. They're all shitty.
3: Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think episode seven is
2: trash. dude. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I get like I don't know. That's a whole other podcast episode right there.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite Star Wars one. Your favorite Star Wars movie episode 7
2: yeah I really like that one yeah I'm glad you enjoyed. it it's not really for me but I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: yeah I actually won an advanced screening and I got to see it with my dad and my brother oh. before That's- anyone else did so
2: you held so much power over your friends it's crazy
0: it was amazing it was so amazing
2: like, spoilers if they piss you off you just like Oh, Kylo's, Han Solo's kid, and then they just like—it oh, was—it
0: was beautiful. It was the greatest feeling. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it's just, it's good memories, good memories. Anyway, yeah, I really like working for the bad guy. I think that has a lot of potential. But it's fun. Let's see, number fourteen. I thought was an interesting idea. Uh, friendly competition. So you start out easy, just with some fun at the fair, whether or not you know each other is inconsequential but like a jousting competition there's a tournament of some sort a race battle of the bands um from where you can go you could just add like a conflict at the end that brings them all together like maybe like you kind of had the idea where um you're traveling to this place and it's like a big ceremony or a fun festival the king has arrived from a long crusade i don't know and then all hell breaks loose kind of thing
3: This kind of reminds me of um, in The Witcher 3 uh, the DLC the Blood and Wine DLC there's kind of a knights tournament Uh, I think that could be a really fun start where maybe you're a bunch of knights uh, competing at the King's Festival or something. Could be anything from uh, killing monsters to just displays of chivalry or maybe, like you said, jousting. I, I think that could be really fun. It could also uh, kind of uh, spur a little bit of competition and uh, maybe a little bit of toxicity from the right player, but uh, it could be a really fun start. Everybody loves games.
0: Right? I thought I'd just start off with some just fun and then, then drop the hammer. Someone dies. Yeah, kill someone. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> you get it, Joe.
1: <laughs> I'm starting to get it. Kill the king.
0: <laughs> God. Yeah, the whole plot was uh, just kill the king. You know, casting tournament, king enters, murder.
2: Run for your lives. Everyone dies. Fun. Beautiful. Well, make sure the king's a PC.
1: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> now all the players
0: are found out the king survives everyone's in jail ready to get like executed find a way out man
2: my hope for this whole podcast the reason why i'm doing this is i hope that there's some dm out there who's never dm'd before who's looking to us for advice on how to run a campaign And this player, this DM is listening to me and he's saying, yeah, I should kill my player. Yeah, I'm going to kill him and then kick him out of the campaign because he died. That's my hope for this whole thing. So that's why I'm I'm here tonight.
3: I hope his player then... Figures out that's what happened, and then calls out this podcast on r slash rpg horror stores.
2: Yes, exactly. That's free marketing, guys. <laughs> oh my god, it's
0: all a marketing scheme. Look, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
2: I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Hello, man. Will Smith has some pretty bad publicity as
0: of late well he, he did get popular from it and then johnny depp became popular because of the whole trial so i mean yeah people are angry at that
2: now fucking amber shitting on beds what are you gonna do that's crazy to me that could be a D;D thing maybe i'll make amber heard in my D campaign and she just shits on everyone's bed all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
2: her name will be amber turd
0: listen just make it like a serial turd burglar kind of thing. Where every time like all your players are just gonna go down for the nights, you know, at some inn and they're like, Oh god, I'm so tired, I'm gonna to go to bed. They go into the room, shit is on their bed every single time, and they never figure out who it was or why. There's always shit on the
3: beds. So. I love that. Yo, anyway, I would definitely incredible. stay up all night as my PC and just watch and watch the bed. <laughs> I, I'm catching this turd burglar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even if you go to, like, a completely different continent, and you're just like, I oh, finally got away. You're, shit like, on the, on the moon.
2: <laughs> you're the only human on the moon, and they still shit you your bed or something. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, that's a whole-ass uh, motive for a character. Everybody's He's trying to yourself. kill the BBEG, and I'm just trying to fucking catch and kill the turd burglar. <laughs>
0: i could see that happening just like the whole plot just shifts to the third brickway. it's
3: Maybe my divine fight. purpose
0: <laughs> 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 i mean Dude, level 20 still trying to find him oh fuck. <sighs> and then i got the final one of the night the chosen ones so basically like some deity or cosmic event brings the players together and they're chosen to fight the evil and save the world. So just like yes. just skipping the whole like mystery part in the way of how they get together. No, they're all chosen.
2: That's all. be their
0: demigods.
2: That's also kind of how my campaign is: is they were predetermined because they knew each other already, except for Jared, who kind of came in later. Oh, it's Thunder. I was. Anyway, sorry. Um, so basically, my 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 PCs are all reincarnations of these heroes from like 6,000 years ago that defeated this Dark Titan and now the Dark Titan is trying to return and the reincarnations of these guys who are the PCs need to, need to save them again. So it's kind of like this this destiny um, you know, they're the chosen ones of their god, that kind of thing. Interesting. That's cool. So that's kind of how I run my campaign and they say it's not bad, so I'm gonna go with that's great in my head.
0: Hmm, I like that. I saw an idea from uh, I think it was a JRPG. I tried playing, but I gave up on like a, like most JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like from the, it's kind of like a Buddhist kind of thing. They're chosen when they're young, right? And let's uh, say like there's like five of them, or whoever's in your party. Um, And then all their lives are trained to do this one thing. But the thing is, once they're chosen, um, at a certain age, say like 20 years old, um, they die no matter what. Whether or not they die in battle or they just die of natural causes, they die at age 20. But they're chosen to save the world. Like some kind of uh, crystal ball prophecy thing. And I thought that was kind of a cool idea. But you die at 20. Yeah, you died at like a certain age. I think, in the, I think in the game it was like
2: 17 or something. I don't know. So you just do as much hookers and blow as you can before that, I think. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess wow. it's is kind of like, well, we're raised to save the world. Here we go.
2: Yeah, but it's a lot of pressure. That is a, a fuck ton you know? of pressure, man. It's like Aang. He
0: didn't want to save the world. He just had to. Yeah, but fuck. Can you imagine
2: that being like nine? Yeah. I couldn't imagine that at all. Any responsibility frightens me now as a 27 year old. (laughs) Being nine is just like, I couldn't handle it.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine responsibility. It's the worst. Uh, that's that's all the ideas I had. Do you guys have any more that is not part of the list? I don't think so.
3: Oh, God, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything more or less deviate from that. You got all the classics.
2: It's hard when you're in a group because you're not just introducing one character. You're trying to introduce... Four, five, or like six—you know—people all at the same time, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure everyone gets their their chance to shine and stuff like that. So it may, it makes it harder to introduce your group like a video game you just have like one person or something.
1: Yeah,
2: or a movie or something.
0: That's always the challenge—is trying to give everyone like equal time to shine.
3: I think a good start that I just kind of thought of uh, is kind of a, a heist kind of start. Maybe you're all oh, that's hired onto a team uh, for a heist that, of course, could start in a tavern, or you could start kind of in media res uh, in the start of this heist. Like, maybe you're all starting on top of uh, a skyline of a castle, and you're just about to infiltrate.
2: Think That like could that. be... Really fun, especially if you had no plan going into it and you just yes-ended the entire plan. <laughs> like, oh no, this is the part where we're supposed to blow a hole in the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, let's blow. A right, hole. Let's it. And, Like like that kind of shit. Like that just sounds like a breeding ground for hilarious shenanigans.
0: That could set up the campaign pretty good too like say like they're just supposed to they're hired to steal like this magical stone right and then they do all these shenanigans to get the stone and they got the stone they're ready to sell it back to the uh the buyer and it turns out the buyer's dead because the bbg wants that stone and now you have it and now they're tracking you it's the stone it's all this like cool shit hmm reminds me of that one movie oh, What is, it called? What is it called? oh it was all the way. What? <laughs> Say oh, jingle me. all the way.
2: Yeah, fire Twitch Schwarzenegger. I <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I have not
0: preview thing. it's a it's a superhero movie in space.
2: Lost in space. No.
3: no. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, yeah, that that starts in the media. Galaxy
2: Quest is pretty dope of, uh... though. That'd be a cool start. Guardians of the Galaxy does have a pretty good campaign start though, actually. Yeah, it really does. That's that's a great example of like a group of misfits coming together and by their friends.
0: I'm telling you, that's a that's D space. It's basically spelljammer. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it is
2: it's amazing.
3: It, 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 it's a good example of introducing people in their own scenes. You have maybe a couple of people are together, a uh groot and rocket, but you start with uh, character A being Peter Quill getting the stone. After a little role play with them, uh, you maybe snap forward a couple of days and bring in the Gamora who is also trying to get the stone from person A. The Groots and the Rockets come, and then you're all arrested. And then you have a prison start with uh, player E being the oh,
1: that's great.
2: That's great. I love that. Oh, that's how you start your star wars campaign there you go maybe perhaps, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um speaking of the star wars one shot was kind of like a heist thing
1: oh dude you that was so much fun all
2: brought together to like do a job for a bad guy you were all bounty hunters and your actions have inadvertently caused some extreme chaos in the galaxy that you don't know about it yet. but this
0: might be crazy but he's probably the my favorite character I've ever played
2: he's he was great he's so he fun was so so we'll, we'll, we'll bring him back He's not done for
0: Please us. bring him back I
2: beg he will come back I need you to focus On your main PC Right now though Oh I'm focusing Baby Hell yeah Anyways <laughs>
0: Alright I'm just Really excited for this I know it hurts It hurts that we're Not starting right now I'm watching Clone Wars Right now And I'm on like Almost the end of Season 2 And I'm just Fuck I want to play So bad
1: I still need to make it Through season 1 I'm horrible.
2: It gets easier with every season, I'll say that. Because it, it does, like, there's some bad episodes early on. Yeah, I think most of them are pretty good.
0: I
3: don't
2: know. How about that Jar Jar episode?
1: <laughs>
0: fucking Jar Jar, oh my god, I'm gonna punch that dude. Yep, punch him. God, I hate him so much in this show. So fucking much. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. <laughs> well, I think that concludes the podcast for episode 19. So, thank you guys for joining me in trying to give everyone ideas on how to start an actual campaign that's not just a tavern. Yeah. Remember, kids,
2: don't be afraid to kill your PC.
3: <laughs> It'll happen eventually. You just gotta <laughs> rip the band aid, that'll be okay. It'll make you a better team in the long run.
2: TPKs, your players are gonna love them, I promise.
0: Don't trust any of us. Just stop this podcast. And just like delete the podcast. Never listen to us
2: again. We have offered terrible advice. So far. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We've we, we we done well, I think.
0: Thank you. Also, if you really? made it to the end of this podcast, please give us five stars on Spotify so we can actually show up on the list of other podcasters because that'd
2: be great. Also, Joe, Joe, I'm going to five star this thing right yes! now. Yes! <laughs> it's biased i'm right now what's about mighty flail I know, I know what it's called oh god you don't even know the name of the podcast we're in
1: oh, oh, god. God. <laughs> <laughs> also if you have any oh, ideas
0: if there's any other podcast ideas that you want us to do we will totally do them or whatever find us on twitter for MightyFlail.com or the website because
2: we're always writing stuff yeah for us if you want to be a sponsor or something you can give us some money and we'll tell people to buy your stuff. Oh totally. you know somebody bought a mighty Phil mug
0: really Somebody we don't know and
3: don't if know. you want a mighty Phil mug be sure to buy it on uh, Etsy at Amanda Panda brand.
0: Oh yeah sure we didn't oh, we didn't do that Just in the beginning I'm what terrible you're a terrible host. I think we have pretty good hosts. I don't know what happened, but in the past two weeks, we've gotten 20 extra views on the podcast.
2: Just out of nowhere. It was in February. Dude, it's been three months. People are wondering where the flail is at. I know. Stuff happened. Let me tell you, I had a child.
0: And that Fred, child takes time know.
2: and energy and there love. No, I'm wait. Here we go. Five stars. Boom. Yes. Jared? Yes.
0: Have you... Rated us five stars.
2: Uh, you
3: know, I just learned today that that was even a thing on Spotify. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's new. I know.
2: I never knew that. So uh, we're on an Apple Podcast so...
0: <laughs> if I find out we have like four point five stars, I'm gonna blame you, Jared. Um, Joe, are we uh, on Apple Podcasts? No, we're just on Spotify and Anchor.
2: Anchor. I barely know her. Uh, <laughs> God damn. <it. laughs> As Whoever <laughs> is out there still listening, why? That's what I'm wondering. Because he loves this and enjoys this. I
0: guess. Banter. <laughs> Original jokes. Banter!
2: I barely know her! <laughs> <laughs> fucking with the podcast right now. <laughs> Man, I'm exhausted,
1: you guys.